0: and we're live after we started in dutch at first but of course we're doing everything in english from now on so welcome back to the dutch web3 community podcast everybody where uh, this week we have a very exciting guest with us as well tony nft welcome and uh good you here thanks for doing this man
1: yeah thanks for having me man i'm uh of doing? course i know you guys uh for a little while now met you at vcon uh jelle bo of course i've known you for yeah, months now had a great so time. yeah I've, it's uh, it's always great to have a conversation with uh, friends, especially if you can exchange information and yeah, s- share some educational stuff that uh, might be able to help people. So I really love what you guys are doing. So uh, yeah, happy to be here, man.
2: Yeah. Awesome to have you. Thank you, man. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, and uh, thanks for being here again as well. Bo. how are I'm you doing? Yellow.
2: I'm doing well. Yellow. Exciting, okay. exciting things to come. Uh, really looking yeah. forward to the conversation with Tony hearing how he started off and uh, all of that. Let's let dive dive in, right?
0: I'm, I mean, we, we had a great time at VCon, but I haven't heard a lot about your, uh, your background story either. So I'm curious as well. Let's just dive right in, like Bo mentioned. And uh, tell us about how you got into Web3 and NFTs to start with.
1: Yeah, so for me, I think my journey started about a year ago for NFTs. But before NFTs, I was, of course, experimenting with crypto. I think a lot of people um, from the crypto space eventually find the NFT space uh, by themselves. And I mean, at around that time, a lot of the NFT narratives were kind of popular in crypto. So it was like, uh, but more not from a art perspective, but from a, okay, an NFT could be eventually like a house or could be like X or Y or Z. And that's kind of how, when I started to investigate it and get interested in it. Um, I tried to mint one NFT on the Flow blockchain, which was this like trading card deck uh, called Evolution, I believe. It was my first experience with NFTs. I had all my Flow ready. I think this was last year, around March or something. Was completely ready, set to mint, and then when I pressed the the mint button, it said that uh, the whole Website of course crashed. I tried to reload it uh, fifty times. Then finally, when it did load, it said that everything was sold out, like all two thousand NFTs gone in a second. And I looked at it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this for? a Crappy (laughs) experience." And from that point on, I um, tried one more NFT, which was Beeple's free drop, and which was also on the I believe on Flow as well. And yeah, the exact same story. And kind of after that, I just like was like, okay maybe not, uh, continue dabbling into uh, crypto. And eventually, of course, uh, last uh, May, there was the big crypto crash, right? Everything went down to shit. A lot of people lost a lot of money. I lost uh, quite a bit of uh, money, or at least I lost the money that I made before. So, of course, uh, a month before, I was very happy that everything was going up. (laughs) After that, after everything went down, yeah, I was just kind of at the beginning and at the start again. And I, just to share a little bit about my real life, uh, I work at big tech companies, and I'm a product uh, manager slash lead. So I lead teams, which are really focused around building products and a company, for example, that I work uh, at, which is kind of well known as Booking.com. Uh, I worked at Shell as well. And at the moment, I'm working at um, an AI uh, machine, machine translation um, scale-up. But say about, um, like I said, it's also close about a year ago, um, I was struggling a lot with anxiety. And this is something that I've had throughout my entire um, career, basically. So it took a while for me to really figure out what was going on. So um, yeah, eventually it became so severe that I decided to call in sick uh, and stop working at that period of time um, because I needed to for my mental health. And while I w- wasn't working, um, I suddenly found NFTs again. And after once I minted like my first NFT, while being on sick leave, um, I got completely addicted to the entire thing. And when I say addicted, I really mean addicted. Like it became really unhealthy. <laughs> and from that on, like my, my NFT journey started. Uh, I spent like twelve to sixteen hour days trying to be awake and really. Yeah, focused on trying to keep up with all the latest information. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it, but it was quite intense uh, as well. All right. We,
0: we just got rugged by the internet, but uh, we're back. So uh, well, welcome back, Tony.
1: Yes. You were just
0: telling us uh, your, your really interesting backstory. And you were telling us that you worked at big tech companies and also including companies like Booking.com. If you can pick up there. Uh, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah,
1: definitely. So uh, yeah, I have a history at working at tech companies as a product manager. Booking.com is one of them. Before that, I uh, worked at Shell for uh, a year. Uh, I worked for a web gaming company as well. And at the moment, I'm employed by a machine translation uh, startup. Or but it's not a startup anymore; it's scale up. So it's a pretty big company growing very fast. And they have the best um, translator AI in the world when it comes to text translations. So it's a pretty cool uh, company. But one of the things which um, I uh, experienced is that I was struggling a lot with mental health about um, yeah, basically for a very long time and it keep coming, coming back at my work, right? I kept getting a lot of anxiety, especially when I had to deal with a lot of people. So eventually, um, and of course, the type of job work that I do is also quite demanding, which gave me a lot of performance type of anxiety. And I've been going through sessions before, but eventually I kept getting uh, back to that same problem, that same issue. So around that time, I decided to yeah really try to go back into that whole psychology um, therapy session uh, pipeline again and try to figure out like what's actually uh, wrong with me, right? And I was feeling so bad that I also decided to, or the doctor told me that I could uh, that was better just to focus on my mental health. And it was around that time that I also found NFTs again. Uh, The first project was Doge Pound um, because of course when you don't feel good. Uh, you still are kind of at home. And if you do nothing, you go completely crazy uh, as well. So I decided to like dive back kind of in the NFT space again. And eventually I got this tip that uh, the Doge Pine NFT might be a good one because I was in a private group from GRNY Crypto. And yeah, the moment that I then had my first like 10K uh, generative avatar type of mint, right? Where it's like open up, opening up a pack of Pokemon cards, figuring out if you have a rare one or not. Yeah, the moment that I had that first mint and I saw like, hey, I had a relatively okay rare-ish type of uh, NFT. Yeah, from from that point on, I was completely hooked, man. I started doing research, trying to investigate basically every project that I saw. Um, And I have to say, I had a lot of fun since then, but it got pretty obsessive as well. Like at one point, I joined a few alpha groups and we're from the Netherlands. So the time zone, uh, especially around that time in the NST era, was very focused on the United States, which meant most of the action was happening like happening at like three or four o'clock uh, in the even, in the uh, in the AM, so in the morning. So I tried to stay co- stay awake uh, for very long periods of time to keep up with everything, and yeah, it became really unhealthy. Actually, I think around that I time, yeah, I was I think spending around between twelve and sixteen hour days if it wasn't more. No, it was more actually because i slept for 4 hours on average for like uh, months on end trying to keep up with uh, everything that was uh, going on and every time um when i made a mistake i would also get super angry at myself so um i remember there's one nft that i minted pudgy penguins you you all might be uh, familiar with yeah. it yeah i, I
2: um, think it, it was even in the news right pudgy yeah.
1: penguins it was. And I actually didn't mint it. I uh, bought it off the floor. Like at 0.03 E, which is like, I think, like $100 or something. Like a small amount of, uh, not too much uh, of money, right? And I sold it. I remember I sold it for t- $3,000. And I was like super happy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I made a great profit. And then
0: yeah.
1: um, a week later, and went up to fucking sixty thousand dollars it's oh, oh, I mean, oh, it oh, say? Oh, a week later um yeah, some- we know the pain. yeah something similar happened with uh, world of women which um was one of the nfts which gary vee talked about a lot right yeah um yeah and there were also just some nfts um or moments where i would fall asleep around three o'clock in the morning I would just like sleep like uh, behind my laptop, just like with my face down <laughs> on my keyboard. And then I woke up and then I saw that like 20 minutes later after I actually fell asleep that I missed like um, the Mutant Ape Mint, for example, uh, Anonymize, which went straight to 10 ETH, which in uh, dollar terms is like was around 30 k right? Um, cool. And like four or five more of those opportunities which kind of happened in the sequence. So yeah, um, like eventually that got quite toxic. Um, I of course also had uh, like some very good successes as well, but eventually, um, yeah, it put quite a bit of a strain on my relationship. And my, and of course I was going to treatments, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And then around that time, I finally got a diagnosis as well. And that the diagnosis for me really explained everything, which is also the moment that when I realized what I actually had mentally, it created a little bit more peace because i could then suddenly start to justify my uh, erratic behavior right and just to kind of give a quick summary is uh, i was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder which means that you feel uh, emotions very intensely like it goes from 0 to 100 from um, completely on to completely off like in a like in very in a very extreme way um, Paired with having a obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is this very extreme form of perfectionism, where everything that you do in your own mind needs to be like the best that it can ever be, and never like nothing is ever good enough. Um, Paired with like a third personality disorder, which is like a social anxiety disorder called avoidant personality disorder, right? So you have this borderline, which amplifies the the other two, like the, the high demanding expectation that I had of myself. Plus my anxiety that I feel. Um, so yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that th- it was heavy, dude. And after I realized that that was what was going on, it also created a lot more peace because now I recognize it. Right. The moment I yeah. like, get very pissed, I'm like, OK, fuck, it's not me. It's my disorder. Basically. Right. And from that point on, You're finally
0: able to oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. From that point on, started to settle down a little bit. Uh, and I was able to find a little bit more balance with this uh, obsession that I have with the uh, NFT space. So instead of twenty-hour days, it now uh, it actually became like twelve or t- to uh, fourteen-hour days. So at least like a full uh, day, like a full night sleep, right? Balance. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, there, there is so
0: much there. Yeah. like <clears throat> it's, but it's fun. First of all, how... it's fun, right? Of course, I it's, mean, it's it's also really but... fun it makes me uh a lot of questions pop up right how how did you get in that uh close group with gr and oi yeah that, that's the first one because because this was before you bought your first NFT. Yeah. You I,
2: I think we need to approach. go back to how did you even uh get into contact with
1: crypto with it's crypto it's, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: okay, that's there, there's, there's there's an
1: interesting story there yeah there's an influencer called um alex becker you guys probably know him right? I was following his like business slash self-help type of content um, because I always um, kind of struggled with uh, like my mental stuff. I always was very interested in kind of that type of stuff on the positive side as well. So very curious. And I was just following his stuff, which was a lot about productivity, um, about basically how to manage yourself. And at one day, he just had this YouTube video saying like, hey, guys, after the COVID thing happened and everything crashed down. I was like, "Hey guys, I think you should buy Bitcoin, right?" And I ignored it, uh, and then Bitcoin was went. I think down to four k, and he said it again when Bitcoin was around nine uh, k as well. He's like, "Hey guys, I really really think you should buy Bitcoin." So that's the point where I decided, like, "Hey, okay, uh, I have some uh, savings. Let me try to buy a uh, a Bitcoin, right?" What what year is this? This is two thousand and twenty around. August, okay, around August, around the time frame. So I bought my one uh, Bitcoin. Um, I was also considering buying uh, a lot of Ethereum as well, um, but instead I bought a rental apartment. Um, solid a, investment. <laughs> yeah, but the the like if I actually uh, did what I originally planned to do, which which was put it in Ethereum. It would have Ethereum was two hundred dollars.
2: Eight hundred percent or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you, you,
0: you could have you could have bought the rental apartment. Eh? <laughs> exactly,
1: man. Like or I could have bought two <laughs> or three rental, yeah. <laughs> rental apartments with that money. But it's it's okay. Um, it, it, what I, what I, I really learned from that point on is that uh, I bought the apartment because uh, like my um, parents in law and also my own family is into real estate right? So that opportunity came up and I was considering actually put it into crypto because that's where I kind of had a I started to believe the narratives about um, the issues with inflation and what the fuck's happening with our current economy, right? Uh, and I foresaw that in the way that it's kind of destroyed right now, I kind of, kind of saw that happening two years ago um, because it clicked for me like, hey, something is not right in the way that we devalue our money. Um, yeah, could,
2: could, could you right. iterate a bit like explain what kind of value spoke to you at that point when, when it clicked?
1: So I knew that cash was not safe when I realized or, or read up on all the history about the fact that um, most of the currencies uh, are based on the US dollar and the US dollar is based on nothing, right? It used to be based on gold. And then it kind of shifted towards oil or whatever. But it's like this is decoupled from the gold standard. And since then, they were able to, uh, yeah, been printing money like crazy. And after 2008, the, that economic crash happened. They kicked the can down the road. It's like that whole story of basically the government yeah. being able to print uh, endless of amount of money without a really solid strategy or anything behind it. Um, and the moment it clicked for me was when um, I looked at my first apartment That I that we bought kind of as a house to live in, uh, which we at the time bought for 100k, and around that time the the same apartment was uh, was kind of starting to get close to 300k in value, right? So every person uh, or my initial reaction was said, hey, yeah, my my uh, I made money because my house went up. I did not, uh, uh, but then when I started really diving into things, it started to click for click for me that actually my that it wasn't the house price necessarily that went up that much. It's actually the value of my money that went down so much that I could not buy. <laughs> that I would need to spend three times as much money to buy the same fucking set of bricks. Right. Yeah.
0: It's, and in the meantime, your your wages didn't go up three times, did it?
1: Exactly. And I like I had a pretty solid career. Like my um. It, it went up like a little bit more than two times actually. Uh, right,
0: but that that was not within the same job. That was because you actually started doing
1: more. Yeah, like I I got promoted. Uh, I had like a pretty great uh, some pretty big career steps, and I did kind of everything in that sense. When it was going well, but still, like even I, if I was able to double my salary, yeah, the market was still uh, yeah the, yeah yeah the, the, Car- the
2: cards were all always uh, stacked against you yeah, and you I, still had like like a real career. <laughs> That's yeah. so strange. So
1: weird. Not, I look at it this way, can. bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I really look at it this way. Um, I I, I think about the house uh, prices in terms of how many times your yearly salary did you do you need to buy how to buy the same house, right? Yeah. Back then, I needed twice my yearly salary. So I was I was earning around uh 50k. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. a year,
1: right? When I was kind of starting out. Um, and then kind of fast forward. Uh, 6 years later uh i doubled my salary so i was like uh, 100k plus and then i fucking <laughs> needed three times my yearly salary
2: yeah it's so to stupid. buy the to buy, buy the sa- same buy the house, house. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> the same house dude and that really made me realize like hey th- this um money game is kind of rigged right so i realized like hey shit i need to store my money somewhere where it's safe Um, And that's kind of how I uh, start to understand, like, okay, Bitcoin might be an interesting place to store money, Uh, Ethereum uh, started to start like an interesting place because of the smart contract stuff, and that's when I started to basically uh, research coins and really try to think about it as an investor, which is not the greatest thing when you're about to enter in a bull run, right?
2: Yeah, so so Bitcoin was at nine k at that moment, and you were like, okay, let's let's dive deep in. How much did you invest at that time?
1: Um, I think around ten k, something like that. What happened? Uh, Well, Bitcoin in December, after Elon Musk tweeted about it, went to like sixty k, right? And I also put in uh, some other crypto uh, around there as well. So. Yeah, to specifically talk numbers, I went up, like, my portfolio went up eventually to, like, um, after I put, like, 10K uh, more in, uh, it went up to, like, 150K. Um, That's crazy. And then uh, I also uh, borrowed some, uh, like, of course, I was super excited, excited right? Started borrowing some money from family, saying, like, hey, I will invest in, on behalf mm-hmm. of you, which is right before May. So that 180K became 30K. Real again, fast. Yeah, yeah. Completely wrecked. Fucking wrecked. Um, and so you,
2: you, mean, you got burned, but you were still performing at work, right? You had a lot of responsibility. Uh, and and yeah. then after you got burned, you were like, okay, what do I have to do? And then NFT came came along and you started working yourself up again. That, that's exactly. basically what happened. And yeah. so NFTs completely hedged against lots that you made during the crypto journey
1: before yeah. or yeah, yeah that, that's pretty cool Easily, that's pretty cool yeah the nfts the so, nft space was wild man
0: did you combine the nft stuff for a while with your job or was it basically you, you got into the nfts more seriously when you took some time off from your job no, that
1: was when i um i found it when i actually took time off from my job um because what i'm doing um just like as a way to get better is that I have two mental health treatments at the right at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really intense. Uh, yeah, super intense. Um, because uh, if you talk about mental health, um, and by the way, if you're uh, watching this and you're a doctor, or psychologist, uh, sorry that I'm. This is my own impre- interpretation. It's not necessarily like a medical, scientific proof Perspective <laughs> from, thing. From a, yeah from yeah, client, yeah, exa- right? yeah exactly yeah exactly like a, a perspective from a patient. Yeah, But it, it seems like mental health issues can be like on a cognitive level. Like, okay, I feel depressed. Um, I'm not happy with the way that things are going. going. Um, and that's, I, I guess, what most people have, especially right now with the things that corona uh, happened, people don't really feel well on their skin. If we go one layer deeper, you would be talking about behavioral problems, which is really like, okay, I have certain patterns that I keep repeating, uh, which is not constructive in my life, right? Like I'm walking away from important things. I'm treating people badly that I want to do. I'm not standing up for myself, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, most people, when they have uh, deeper issues, are kind of in that category. If you go like even a level deeper than that, we get to the area of personality problems. Um, and that's when uh, a lot of the issues um, that you have basically were created when you were very young. And okay. I myself have had a pretty traumatic childhood when it came to like domestic violence um and yeah just experiencing a lot of bad shit. but it happened so early in life like at three years old that i immediately went to that kind of like survival fight or flight type of mindset from a young age so a lot of the issues that i have are on that personality level because it uh, has been with me for such a long time which means that the psychological treatment that i have to do is like a two-year program to rewire my brain wow. actually so even though i logically know how i would want to respond i need to kind of rewire or restart or reboot my personality again so that's one of the train
0: like retrain oh yeah
1: exactly it's Crazy. so it's that and then also in combination with um post-traumatic stress treatment as well so i'm having two those two treatments uh, at the same time which on the one hand like this sounds uh, very heavy and it really is but for me, it's also uh, a really big fucking relief as well, because I've been walking around with my uh, mental issues for three decades, right? And now finally, there's a I found something that helps and that which which I have a lot of confidence in that will get me better. So um, Man, I found myself fortunate the, in that w- sense.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think I've, I've, I mean, as far as we can get it, uh, but it's it's wonderful how open you are about this and. I'm sure we'll get into interaction a little bit as well. um, Something that really goes into this beautiful project. Um, But how how did this work for you uh, during those early stages with NFTs and those obsessions around the NFTs? Was it self-destructive during the time that you were supposed to be healing? Yeah. How has that been?
1: So it was basically me having the treatment. While at the same time, um, yeah, just like self-destructing uh a lot as well i can imagine yeah and also like it also put a huge strain on my relationship as well because my wife had to deal with my anger right whenever i like explode and stuff like that um i mean in a way how do you
0: explain how do you explain you just went up 20 ETH and then you went down 30 and then you just bought a monkey picture yeah
1: (laughs) my my, my wife was when the first time i bought like the dog pictures which was like my first nft right she's like what the fuck are you doing with our with our money, right? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, man. And then uh, the the and actually that ended up doing well. And then I showed her that I bought Gary Vee's NFT. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that brings it home.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if if you know Gary V, it's a no brainer, right? But yeah. if you don't know Gary Vee and you see like the drawings that he's made, it it doesn't really look like fine art,
0: right? No, a, no, it was his kids' drawings, in a way. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but, that, that but was then, really but fun. Then, but then we saw her at VCon, so at some point she turned.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I think w- one of the most intense times that I had in the NFT experience was when there was this project called Neo Tokyo, uh, which was by, by the same guy who um, I followed to actually yeah, like get Becker. into, yeah by Becker, who, get, who got me into the NFT space, in a way. Right? And you had to like participate in this one month scavenger hunt uh, where you had to figure out like where how to get on the allow list, uh, which was like in a hidden website, which was hidden in like between 1000 tweets. So there were like whole communities which were analyzing this whole stuff. And I was doing this. uh, I was part of them as well. So we had like calls every day, um, every tweet we would analyze. uh, Yeah. And eventually. um, yeah, when it was like around mint time, uh, I of course was also able to mint. But uh, yeah, like to give to get a sense of like how kind of obsessed I was with like trying to get that to, to make that work. Um, it was actually her thirtieth birthday. Uh, a week before, the Neo Tokyo mint and the Neo Tokyo mint kept getting delayed, so I didn't really know when it was, right? And like, her, I, th- I believe her birthday, and I was uh, responsible for throwing, like, her whole birthday party, was, like, on the Friday. And on the Monday, she asked, like, hey, is everything actually going right for the party? And I didn't organize anything yet. Like, like literally nothing. Um, you were so I was...
2: obsessed on, on, on the project. Exactly. And you were also managing, like, all these people to figure out... Uh... The, the the scavenger hunt right at yeah. the same time and you were trying to scale yourself like uh actually running a business around it like okay we need yeah, to yeah. we need to figure this out exactly yeah
1: so- uh yeah and eventually uh like i kind of broke down and uh i uh, she told me to ask help kind of a family members and they were very gracious and they kind of helped out with getting the food and the whole party organized and it was like i think one or two days after that birthday uh, that the actual mint happened and I was uh, able to get the NFT. Um, and that NFT itself uh, like really changed my trajectory as well in this space. Like I met a lot of my uh, close friends that I have in this space from there. Um, I sold it. I should have sold it, of course, when it was at the top, when everybody had like two bloated expectations. Um, Am I, but it gave me Everybody sold at
0: the top, man. Yeah, exactly. Right? I
1: mean... But it it gave me a lot of uh, yeah I, I got a lot of value back and I had some pretty great successes in the NFT space as well so uh, I definitely cannot complain um, but it hurts but it's never easy looking back right yeah when you just to a, get
2: get some perspective it went up like one hundred and twenty ETH right
1: yeah it no and because I have an elite citizen like a like one of the top two hundred mine went up to was probably between one hundred and fifty and two hundred ETH or something. Yeah. And, and to, so and to put that on dollar for, terms. For
2: more more perspective, ETH was at thirty eight hundred Euros at that time, right?
1: Yep. Yep. We're, talk, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about this more than half a million Euros. Yeah, I mean that that we're talking about. And I didn't sell it because everybody was believing so much uh in that NFT. Yeah. In that NFT space. I'm sorry, in that NFT and you got it for free, right? as well like it was a free mint so um it's like being part of a cult in a way
0: yeah pretty
1: much it, it, it really is and it's hard to get out when you're part of a, an nft community and a kind that kind of cult feeling where everybody's hyped up and believes in it and i'm not the only one like i think i have like at least 1000 other people but that i kind of know within that community well it's basically almost everyone in the community is like fuck we should have all sold but we really believe that this would be like the end all be all right yeah it's it at one point uh, it passed board apes in terms of floor, pl- floor yeah, price wow. yeah
0: so how, how is the collection doing right now
1: um it went from a 80 floor price to probably around 8 eve right now so we're like 90 percent uh 90 down but 90% i percent
0: down and still worth 20k
1: yeah so it's it's still uh, like from zero to 20k is not bad it's just that from zero mm-hmm. to 700k back to 20k (laughs) doesn't feel like the best thing in the world right Um, and i I learned like if i look at my whole journey in hindsight i learned so much man one of the things that i learned is that people in general love ponzi schemes right and a lot of cryptos Yeah, yeah being part of them and being at the top of it is great exactly and the top is always at the moment when you want to sell the least the moment you really do not want to sell, and uh, that's that's probably when you're close to the top or, or at a place where you should probably sell, which oh, is shit. which is very hard.
2: I, I'm in trouble right now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't want to sell right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, but you uh you you have like you don't want to sell because it's um because you're scared and you have you don't want to sell because you think it's because you think it doesn't have it hasn't reached its potential, right? yeah a very absolutely. practical example bitcoin reach, reached 80k um at its height right or six? or sorry, not 80, uh, 60k or 65k at that point in time everybody was so sure that it would get to 100 yeah completely convinced that, that, it, that it will get to 100 so when i see a collection and i that's this is what i will do going forward if i uh Have the fortune to be kind of part of another NFT bull run, or a crypto bull run again. Is the moment people believe uh, something will be at 100k, and everybody believes it, that I'll probably sell it around 60, because
0: the
1: because this price of 60k factors in the fact that people expect it to be 100 eventually, because otherwise they wouldn't be able to pay, they wouldn't be willing to pay uh, 60k for it, and it's the same thing for uh, NFT. With NFTs. if
0: everybody expects the market to go down it probably won't anymore right same way if everybody expects it to go up more it probably won't exactly because everybody's is, is acting on their expectations already yeah indeed and that's interesting man so
1: then at some point like
0: first let me ask how are you doing right now
1: i'm uh doing pretty okay i have to say it goes up and down still pulling
0: but... Are you still out of the job or are you back on your job?
1: No, I'm uh, still in the middle of uh, treatment. Yeah, right. three, treatment is for, for,
2: for two years or something like that, right? Yeah. It's a, it's really intense. Yeah,
1: and I think I've already had, I'm nearing close to one year already. So there's like mm-hmm. one, about like half a year to a year more to go of treatment. Okay. Um, and I think the other one, like the more trauma focused one is I think maybe three months or something. Will be three to four months, right. I think. So, um,
0: are you are you still pulling like sixteen hour days on on crypto, or have you been able to dial that back a little bit as well?
1: No, nah, I think I'm probably still around twelve to around twelve hours or something. I think between twelve and sixteen. But the the nature of it uh, changed as well. Like what I'm doing right now is just some small, just like doing small projects with friends um because w- one of the things that i also uh, really wanted to focus on is because i mean i'm doing things which on paper seem productive right or which are theoretically productive but the only reason why i can do this do these things that i'm doing is because they give me energy right yeah because i am it- just in general exhausted it's that those things themselves uh interest me so much that it drives me forward, right uh, it has the same effect that for me that playing a video game that I binge. Uh, and it, if, if it wasn't for that, I would right now just be kind of out of it because I can't get myself to do more kind of other stuff uh, if I'm completely honest. Uh, which means, which is, in the one hand, a very great thing because it means I'm really enjoying myself, right? I'm really doing things that I love. And that's something which I had for the first time really in life, I think, that I found a space wow. which I am like, I, I always wanted to. To or experiment kind of with starting small stuff and just and playing around uh, kind of with businesses. Uh, but I never could find something which felt right to me. Uh, and that has been something that I've been very insecure about because um, I come from an entrepreneurial family. There's kind of expectations around there as well. And I never really found something that really clicked with me till I found uh, NFTs, especially. And it wasn't crypto, it really was uh, NFTs and the nature of smart contracts and how I think this will develop in the future that um, for me made kind of it really click and that I finally found something in my life that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, how,
0: how is that How is that different from the tech jobs?
1: It's very different, I think. It's just um, when I work, uh, when I was working in tech, a lot of it, I mean, I like developing products, which is of course what I do. But it was very focused around, basically around the career, right? About getting a good performance, uh, doing good stuff, uh, and kind of being a good leader. And it was very focused around that image of how I, who I think I needed to be,
2: to fit yeah.
1: in that world, right? And it's not my value. world.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's not the world how it's not the, uh, like an environment how I shaped it to be. It's how someone else shaped it to be. And yeah, and all honestly just being completely frank, like companies are designed in a specific way to get their people to follow specific systems and to fit in to achieve their specific outcomes, right? Yeah. Um, and in a way, you're also being tra- be kind of, they have to uh, incentivize you in a way that makes you dependent on them, that makes you uh, compliant, uh, that kind of trains you to be sheepish instead of someone who can really like Go after and think for themselves and fend for themselves. And of course, uh, a lot of the companies that I work are, at are kind of more on the in- innovative side, so they ha- so they are more give a lot, a little bit more space in terms of you kind of figuring out who you are in yourself. But inherently, uh, it does um, at least for me just didn't click in that sense because I want to be kind of someone who can do this, my own thing, in the, kind of be more independent and do things in a way that I believe in, right? And I really never resonated at the companies that I worked with uh, when it comes to that.
0: So, so it sounds like you had these entrepreneurial tendencies during that time already. Why do you think those only started showing within those uh, Web3 environments?
1: I think it's because I found something that I cared uh, cared enough about that I didn't do it because I thought I should do it. It just fucking happens. It's it like fel- the-
2: you you felt it more. It was like uh, I start start feeling something right here, and I'll just follow that curiosity. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 not me uh, leading the curiosity. It's the reverse. It's the curiosity Yeah. me.
2: Right. Exactly. It's
1: yeah. it's not it's not like I woke up every day thinking like, okay, I need to spend so much time in a space to understand things. It's more that I at the end of the day. Uh, Look at the clock and it's like two o'clock in the morning We're like what the fuck did i do the entire day it, it, yeah it just, it just has a different hold on me and that's also why this, it, do- it doesn't deplete me energy-wise right
0: right this has been pretty universal for a lot of people i feel like we've talked to in this space that have done well uh they kind of get absorbed by the space instead of thinking oh i need to put in this time to make it work yeah they just get into it and it doesn't stop it's a rabbit hole that just keeps going exactly and, uh, it's really special what, what do you think it is about this space is it the autonomy that people feel when they build in this space like hey it's it's the little guy against the big guy so to say is there a little bit of that for you as well
1: i, I yeah it, like one it has a kind of a rebellious nature which I really think is part of the Web3 the space. Um, there was a lot of money involved, which is always a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it also has its own specific culture as well. Like it, it, it has its own community, it, its own culture, its kind of own way of being. There's a lot of role play. Uh, most people are anonymous, so you create kind of your own avatar. You meet a lot of people who are in the same space. Um, there is so much going on, kind of culturally, of being part of the NFT space. That feel uh, like you're
0: really part of something again. Right? Yeah,
1: you, you, you kind of have like a home, I think. I also think that this yeah. is going to be very difficult for people who enter the space late, who cannot find their own place, actually.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really important to find a community and don't go in for the greed. Like we all started from community base. You said it yourself, you got involved with Neo Tokyo and it brought you so much more than the than the 200 ETH. That, that's basically what you said, right? You met your closest friends there at the moment.
1: Yeah, even though the 200 ETH would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not discounting uh, the fact that I-
2: uh, More than half a million, fuck exactly. me, right? Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe that, that that would have been uh, as good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I completely uh, agree with what you mean. And I also see a lot of people who actually are quite lost in the space or were quite lost because they did not have a community. They did not know kind of where to start off. And um, beyond all the, we are all going to make it type of sentiment and everything being fun, the space is also uh, quite, like the wild west right people get scammed um people um you basically get uh, pulled into buying a project off of the secondary market where it gets dumped on your head and you lose your money like um you you invest in a project which suddenly the founders just disappear like the wild wild west is fun but you have to be prepared to getting shot right
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I was gonna say, you know, everybody wants to be in the Wild, Wild West until they get shot, Exactly. they will
1: get shot. Yeah. We, we try
2: to advise everybody to just uh, spend the money they can afford to lose. Yeah, um, completely. I, I think that's a, that's a really important part. Uh, and I think you can completely agree on, on the subject. You've been there, you've been overextended. You came back from the dead a few times, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> w- what would, would be a sound strategy in your opinion uh, financially wise, like how would you do that percentage wise? Like a little bit of investment in real estate, a little bit of crypto. What would be your balance?
1: I think, um, I think one, one thing which you really need to realize when it comes to these things, which I learned from this whole experience, is that, that we're dealing with market cycles, the macro. Cycle is a lot more important than what's happening on the micro,
2: right? Yeah. So the, the, the macro is like this, right?
1: Yeah. The the moment the for example when the crypto run happened with Bitcoin, everybody was a genius because everybody made m- money because the macro was good. Money there was too much money being printed. There was too much capital going around. Capital needed to go somewhere. So yeah, the crypto market boomed, and after that, that spilled into the NFT market. Right now we're on a down market, man. We're heading towards a recession. Shit is not looking good. So and yeah, this that's, po-
0: that's worldwide. That's like e- exactly right.
1: Yeah, and that, that, that's what I mean with the macro, right? Um, and of course there will be money still to be made when it comes to a in a recession that like you can make money in any period of time. But like right now we're like we really been playing on easy mode for the last six months or last year basically or yes two years even. And now we're going to go towards a time where, um, yeah, you can already see the first layoffs are happening. Tesla, I think, uh, is going to fire 10% of their personnel. All of the warning signs are there that shit is going to go down. And when you're in a time period where shit goes down, having cash is not a bad idea, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to be honest. I think real estate prices are also kind of at the top of their market cycle. I mean, the interest rate, I think two months, three months ago when we sold our house um, or no, no, maybe like half a year ago when we bought our new house, which uh, is being built, we paid like one and a half percent of interest on a, uh, I I, I believe on a 20 year time frame. And right now it's above 3% already. That happened in only six months. All the like housing prices, real estate will crash. Right now what you want to have is you want to have enough cash. For the moment when shit goes really goes down again so that in the next one to two uh, one to two to three years you can kind of reaccumulate again and actually buy the assets for cheap when a lot of people actually do not have money
0: right
1: that's that's how I um, kind of think about it and of course uh, having some play money so you can keep experimenting with stuff like NFTs and novel technologies I think that's also a good idea
2: yeah, yeah
0: I, I, I think be- being active in the space right now and building uh, the way you are, the way we are, uh, yeah, you're yeah, not actively investing, but you're you're learning, you're participating, and then when that bull run comes, you're set up
1: properly, right? Yeah, because you've been paying attention all the time, right? Yeah, your eyes have been on the ball, and when the ball starts to move, you know where the ball is going to go, so you can actually take a shot. That, as a lot of people um, in these times, keep their eye off the ball, or they will exit the space because they basically have been just so scared from the stuff that's been happening uh, that they will miss the next big moment. And I'll be keeping my eye on the space for the next three uh, three to four years to ensure that when that moment happens, that I'm I'm at least there at the right place at the right time. Because for me, NFTs uh, really have meant two things. On one hand, it was this huge big party that we had last year, where we met a lot of people, had a lot of fun, made some good money, uh, and we all went to shit right like the club is closed it's, the club uh like it's uh it's already closed
2: lights uh, turn on <laughs> yeah li-
1: li- 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 lights turn on people this vomited the yeah there's this like the shit everywhere
2: where,
0: where crypto bros were in uh first class and now crypto bros are in, in coach again you
1: know exactly like we're, we're like the, the the fun is over right yeah. the, the, the party is over for this time uh for this time around um I think for on one hand, the NFT really means that to me. Uh, and I learned a lot about NFTs, right? Technology wise. I learned how to smart contracts works. Uh, I know how to read metadata off of smart contracts. I know how to mint directly. Like I understand what's happening on the back on the kind of what happened on the background. That's one way that I look at the NFT space, as in this it was this huge party and network of Ponzi schemes where we all uh, bought things, sold stuff and just had a very good time. The Second way that I look at NFTs is that I believe that this is going to be like a foundational piece of technology that will change the entire fucking world. Yeah, I
0: agree. It's a and, nice separation as well. I've never really pulled those two apart that way, but
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's very. I mean, we heard this a lot, this comparison, right? But it's very like the dot com bubble. The dot com bubble was the party where people made money, and afterwards, uh, after the light turns on, we saw what a shit show it was, <laughs> right? And, if you, and then if you fast forward to now, you see that in, like we cannot imagine a life without the internet. I think that in 15 years, we cannot imagine a life without digital ownership and owning digital assets. It sounds like the dumbest fucking thing right now. If you're not familiar with the gaming space, right? Uh, because that's where it really happens, where people buy skins uh, in games like Fortnite or stuff in Roblox. That's like where we can actually see like the first small practical use case. Of people wanting to own digital goods.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's for for, for the listeners. It's a it's a really good point. Like, ask yourself: Have you ever paid for your daughter or son's Fortnite skin? That's just the basic basics of digital ownership, right there. That's yeah. why it's valuable. And, yeah. and then exactly.
0: digital ownership is only one part of what the blockchain is actually offering, right? Yeah. So there's also all the security, the decentralization, transparency, easy to analyze. Like, there's a whole plethora of stuff that will be uh, changing
1: yeah and I think industry. and I think the most important thing uh, about like the whole list of reasonings because I, I'm a huge fan of decentralization right I just don't think the world cares that much I, I'm also in the same way that I'm very a big uh, someone who's really for privacy right but every time nobody, I see nobody an app, gives I, a fuck yeah, about privacy yeah. <laughs> but every time but every time even me when I see an app and it has like this whole terms of conditions I'm like okay fuck this accept yeah. <laughs> no matter what fucking data I sign away. So uh, I think uh, decentralization is kind of similar to that. The big use case that I think is that the smart contract uh, allows us for is that interoperability. Other people can build on top of each other's IP and on ch- top of each other's smart contract. So it's like this new f- way of to open source things with fucking assets, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So f- in my in my mind, everything will go to the blockchain. Real estate will eventually will probably one of the last because it's the most complex, I think. But even houses will be like uh, will be on the blockchain. Uh, My my grocery store membership will be uh, something on the blockchain. Um,
2: Energy salary
1: every every registration exactly like every kind of your digital identity. Yeah, Well, well, it will all go to the blockchain. I think eventually. And NFTs are kind of the container in which we can package real life entities and also digital entities and kind of give it a representation. I know that sounds very fake. So let me give you a very practical example in the real world. Think about when you own a house. What is the actual thing that you own? It's yeah, a, it, and the it's a, to, it's yeah. a deed. It's the deed. It's that piece of paper. Uh, in this uh ledger that uh, says okay i uh, this person is the owner of uh that piece of property and we all agree that that's the truth right which is the reason why i'm allowed to live in my uh in my house yeah um an nft is the exact same thing it's a digital re- registration of an entity uh, and if everybody believes it's real it's real if everybody kind of honors kind of that piece of code, right? Yeah. And we, kind we, of
2: consensus. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's what we see happening in the world that, with when it came to art, uh, like these kind of art and membership type of things, we all as a community accepted that the digital registration, uh, that that entity was real. And it can also be safeguarded in that way because of code and things like that. But yeah, basically. Um, and the same thing when you think about a, when you're going to rent a place contract that you're going to have which says like okay I'm the tenant for a specific room that I'm renting uh, renting that contract will also be an nft or be like on the blockchain as well i think yeah.
2: yeah and and the powerful thing is like the execution part right the the governance and execution part of a smart contract is programmed into the smart contract yeah so uh, if 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 condition x hasn't been met we do this that, that's basically what happens it's just logics at, a, at its core
1: yeah and it's, it's actually bringing agreements um to the digital world actually i think, I think agreements well of ownership yeah
0: i think i think it makes it really easy for uh, anybody that is not within the nft space yet to understand like hey what is this blockchain actually going to do for me
1: and exactly that's a great example and we can build on each other's agreement as well, right? You can, I can say, like Bo has an agreement that he owns a specific asset, and because I know that Bo owns that, because everything on the blockchain is public, I can suddenly start uh, tailoring stuff for um, for Bo, because I know that hey, he's part, he owns this smart contract, so I can build on top of that. And you might think like, okay, why would someone do that? But say, um, say you're targeting students, right? And every student has on the blockchain an NFT in their wallet. You could just look up all the wallets which have which have that certificate and are therefore like a graduated student. Do, do you so think you,
0: that will be, that'll be uh, possible with all the privacy laws? Because currently, I mean, Facebook had to stop with their super targeted ads because there was too much of that information uh, available. Open to do the do you think that will be a problem?
1: No, I don't think so because... The thing which we will not see or which we which we can safeguard is who the actual person is. True. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Ju- no it's just,
2: just a data program. point.
1: Yeah, we just we just know that, that 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 there is a person or someone who owns a wallet that has that registration or that, who has True. that certificate. So we know the certificate exists. We don't necessarily need to know who owns the certificate. But we no. but the thing that we're targeting is everybody who owns who are kind of who owns that certificate because we know, like, hey, those are students. So then because they own uh, say a degree, which is then issued on the blockchain, they are automatically eligible for uh, say the product that I created. Yeah. If, they, uh, if I then um, just market marketing it kind of in a general way, if they kind of find that product because they own that NFT, they suddenly can get access to the thing that I provided, which is only meant for people who have that certification. Yeah. Um, and this, and this has like i cannot even begin to imagine in the different ways that this is applicable in the same way that i could not imagine that the internet would be used for me to be able to call a fucking uber in my in a front stranger. of my door r- right now right which will drive re- me around like yeah. this stuff this stuff is all unimaginable like you couldn't imagine think of this stuff Yeah. Like, 30 years ago just
2: explain it to someone like, like- Ordering a stranger to drive me around in a, yeah. in, a in a van, yeah, <laughs> such a weird thing. It's really nice you said that. Um, yeah, I, man. I was I, I, I wanted to uh, just being mindful of the time we have. Um, I, I love the concept of giving back and uh, keep building on on the smart contract that's that's there. And you're trying to do something as well, right? Um, you're trying to, uh create a community that's involved with your story but also to open up the 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 way people think about uh mental health issues it's called innerx yeah. um it's an nft project basically but it, the the what what's like the mission behind it what's the vision it, it, it it's really personal right so
1: yeah so for me because i'm as i explained kind of uh, before that i'm going through all my mental health struggles I, the one thing that I kind of really missed in my life was a group of people, which I now knew that I could turn to where I really felt understood, right? People where I kind of knew that, Hey, I could share the things that I've been through. And I I do have it like sometimes on an individual basis, but I never really found that in a combined community. Of people yep. who who have been through stuff, through, uh, really been through some difficult stuff throughout their lives, uh, especially kind of at a young age, who kind of underst- who kind of gone through the similar things that I have, and I have had so many conversations with both old friends and new friends, for example, that I met in a space. That once I started my st- share my story, that they suddenly thought like, "Hey, shit! I actually have similar symptoms as you have, um, which is which can be explained by the things that I've been through." And what I really wanted to do with the project of InterX is to create a safe space where people who kind of have been damaged in a way can find each other and basically share each other's story and be there for each other. It's not per se that we want to give mental health solutions, right? Because we're not doctors, we're not uh, not psychologists uh, ourselves, but we want to create a people where we can basically find each other and support each other and be, and just create a community where we can also help each other. Um, because I think that I realized that once I have that genuine moment with someone where we share our stories and we really understand from each other like what we've been through, it just creates this sense of, like it takes this load off your shoulders to know that you're not alone, right? And that's what I want to create, but then in a community forum, those conversations where I had that I have with people, when I shared my story and that people really felt understood themselves, I want to figure out, can we create that one on a growing scale? So not me like one-to-one, but one-to-many or, and then eventually with having a community many-to-many and expand it that way. So we can get more people who, who has struggled that we can find them and that we can really bring them together and help them feel understood. Um, as well as creating a place where they can then also learn about uh, the NFT space as well, right? Because it is kind of focused towards kind of those people, but also towards the other component, which is really focused around new technology. So on the one hand, having that safe space is like the first mission that we're trying to do. And we've been going, I've been going a lot uh, back and forth uh, with the team members that I currently have about how we want to set it up when it comes to the NFT. And uh, the way that we're really learning, leaning towards right now is to actually make it a free NFT and to have people being able to join their community uh, to create kind of their own represent- representation of the things that they struggle with and that we can create an NFT out of that. So it becomes this really personal community. Everybody kind of has this unique thing that they own, which is their membership pass. And that, that from that point on, we can really come together and start to uh, share things and also build things together because that second part really building something is something that I would love to achieve eventually as well I I always think about when I was going to Shed or when uh, the domestic violence was happening in my personal life right for example uh, in this case uh, my mom ma- my dad beating my mom uh, I would go upstairs and I would actually play video games to distract myself it would have been amazing if I could then also would have had access to games and entertainment or content at least which kind of helped me understand what was going on inside of me. That could yeah. actually teach me something, because I think that if I would have been able to get more awareness of what was going on myself, in myself, that it might have helped me understand the situation and actually develop in a lot more conscious way. So eventually, that's kind of the long-term vision. I really want to create something, like start a little small fire right now, but something which could eventually grow up through a community, getting the right people in, and people who really care about that kind of, same mission and vision, to create something that could turn out to be like the, like the Nintendo of mental health.
2: But right? basi- basically the thing you missed when you were a child. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful, so, great place to start as well.
2: Yeah, if,
1: and if I you, know that I have to start small. Yeah, it cannot be this big boom bust thing like Eddie, every NFT space I've been, because we really need to figure out what the right principles are, how we can do this in a proper way, so people also keep feeling safe. Um,
0: it's a long-term play.
1: Exactly. So we really want to do it step by step. We want to handpick the members that we have. Um, of course, every everybody who has the need can join our community, and then we can get to know them before they actually would be kind of. Uh, and they would. Everybody who joins the community immediately is part of the community. Uh, And the people who would be then interested to take it to a step further could be also become part of the NFT, which we are in the process of developing, right? Which will be a free mint as well. So nobody kind of uh, loses anything by either not joining or by joining themselves as well. Right. Um, So that's something that we really want to focus on. And on the other hand, I also really want to use this as a place where we can experiment together with new technology as well. Because one of the factual things about life is that a lot of Quite a few issues that a lot of people do have are kind of resource related, money related, uh, related to the fact that you cannot live life on your own terms. So if we can also create, make a space here where we as a community can experiment with new technology, right? Um, With smart contract and NFT technology, uh, something very specific is, uh, for example, soulbound tokens, which is a new thing which is coming out. But if we together can kind of stay at the edge of that technology as well and learn from each other like the moment the next run will happen, this can also just really create a lot of space and freedom in people's lives as well. That's what I genuinely believe. So I want to tackle it from those both sides. On the one hand, make sure that we can share and have this community and support each other. On the other hand, that we have this place where we educate each other, keep exploring these new technologies and eventually create more freedom and more space for ourselves so we can live life on our own terms.
0: I think WebMedia is a beautiful place to do that as well. The focus that we've seen on on community building and the ownership that people feel uh, while being a part of those communities, I think it'll be a really strong combination with what you're trying to do. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, I don't think if I could have done it uh, kind of outside of that, to be honest, like it it needs this few components that's come together. One of the things that I love about the Web3 space is that when you build something, everybody who joins into that community can partake into the success of that. So when people really spend their time, love and energy in it, they grow with it and we all benefit from growing in that way.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's amazing. So so where are you at right now with InterX, And uh, me, you've already told us where you hope this will go. Uh, what, what does the time frame look like over the next year, maybe?
1: Yeah, so right now we're focused on um, basically sharing and explaining the story of the actual community, what it's about and trying to find more members and people who kind of resonate with that. And slowly growing the community, having a lot of conversations uh, and building out the NFT itself. And at the same time, we also will start uh, creating a lot of experiments together as well, where we develop small games, uh, which integrate blockchain technology, which also kind of share about mental health struggles as well. So that's kind of where we're focused at right now at one building out that community, which is still very small, and the same time, also to start really experimenting with technology. And then we kind of will take it from there and see how it goes. For us, okay. it's, it's really this platform and this place where we can be ourselves and experiment. So we also I, want the community to dictate where it goes as well.
2: I think uh, we're skipping the part, like, Tony, it's, it's, it's a big part of you personally. Every step you've taken so far, it's, yeah. it's like a process to... Uh, find your own demons as well and you're taking on um, this very publicly to to make sure people recognize uh, yeah. some of these these things themselves um, yeah, you're, you're in, the, in that right process in, in the process are you are you actually modeling it like creating the habits that keep you stable uh, like you analyze yourself like okay this is nFT space. It's really demanding, but it gives me energy. Is there, are you structuring a model to to uh, give to other people like you within the community? Like, okay, you, you touched on the subject, demons come from different places. Um, like I've got financial troubles. Are you going to model a system where I can uh, stabilize myself within your ecosystem? Or what are you thinking about?
1: So, the the first part that uh, we're really focused on right now is uh, sharing the story, and also yeah. all the education Your around personal, it. Your personal, yeah.
2: story. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So it's so I'm as I'm going myself, of course, through all these mental health treatments. I'm really focused on sharing what I'm going through, and how the things that I've been through kind of affects me, or how that shaped me, who I am today. Um, the reason why I'm also sharing that story so very openly and publicly. Is because one, I want people to feel safe when they hear that story. And at the same time, uh, a lot of the things that I have learned about myself are very universally applicable. The NFTs will center around 13 inner demons, which I believe most people or almost everybody has to some extent. And I think that education and that awareness is the first thing that we can really want to focus on and kind of helping share that uh, story as well. The part where people can eventually um, get resources to become financially free, that would also be very centered around education as well. So at the one hand, what I mentioned, like us focusing on kind of sharing that foundational layer of uh, what I've learned about myself, about mental health, and helping people by sharing that knowledge is one thing. And the other thing, all the knowledge that we've learned about making money with NFTs, with trading, with um, opportunities that we see also how to hedge risks and what what type of new technologies are upcoming that we can experiment and build on, that's the other component. And I believe that the financial freedom will come from that experimentation side if people would choose to partake. But it's not like uh, we will create like a step-to-step guide for everyone, right? We create no. a place where you can find the right people so that they can, can take control of their own journey. Because one of the big things that I've learned is that as I was going to the NFT space, there were a lot of friends and family that I tried to help get into this space as well to also kind of uh, find their financial success and it doesn't work unless people are intrinsically motivated so we can create resources for people and a place where they can uh, basically go on their journey themselves where they have people they can talk to and people who can share knowledge with them but I do want the accountability to be with people themselves and the yeah, same thing only, goes with
0: yeah you can only do so much yeah, you can only reach out that hand and if, if they don't grab it you know
1: Exactly. So the short answer to your question, Bo, would be education, both on what I the things that I've learned through my own mental health journey, and education around the things that I that we've learned as a community around um, NFTs and creating and getting more financial resources through trading and uh, leveraging that technology. That's amazing. Very
2: cool. Do you have uh, any any closing words, Tony? It was an amazing uh to have you here um do you have any questions to ask us or uh i've got a real good sense of what inner is all about right now um do you want to plug anything this is your moment, moment to shine
1: yeah so there's there's two things that i kind of want to would love to highlight well three things one if you're not in the dutch nft uh, web 3 uh, community discord then what are you doing in your life get in there go learn um it's been amazing like insanely invaluable for me like i have a lot of like you guys are became like real friends of mine right and we really shared and learned a lot together and i cannot understate how important this is we are so early still in the space that everybody's uh reachable and that you can still get in in contact with a lot of people and this will go away if you wait for the next five years before you start dabbling in the space You'll be late. You will have missed a lot of great moments. And the Dutch Web3 community is just a great place to start. So that's uh, what I want to say. If you are uh, mentally, the second thing is, if you are mentally struggling, please uh, reach out to me uh, and check out our Discord community and Twitter, which is uh, discord.gg innerx. It's pretty uh, simple. We'll put it in. Uh, and then you can find us, yeah. Then you can uh, find us. Uh, send me a message, and I'll uh, do the best that I can, of course, to make uh, time. Which I think most people know that I'm a very accessible person. So don't feel, don't hesitate to ask me anything if you're curious or want to know or need help with anything. I think the last thing that I want to say, kind of as closing words, is that the big shift, the real big moment when things will go, will change the entire world is when NFTs will come together with augmented reality. When we go to a world where we suddenly have this overlay, where we see the digital things that we're used to on our phone into the physical world, the concept of owning digital goods takes on a whole fucking new meaning. And it'll change the entire world in the next 15 years. And I've said it now publicly. I've said it a few times again. Uh, it's going to be fun to, uh, look back at this because I'm putting, I'm, I'm betting the farm on this, right? All my time and energy mental focus is going to NFTs, but also into the AAR space, because I know that this is the big one. This will be at least as big as when the internet came together with the personal computer and changed the inf- entire fucking world. So, uh, yeah, get yourself educated and, in, in, uh, in the next few years and get ready. Like this will be the time to reinvent yourself there's like you no better time it. to start than today
0: exactly man it couldn't couldn't be more true
2: This yeah. has been amazing well, that was such a pleasure yeah it was was amazing to have here tony and yeah, i think Gella could could mentally agree on on one thing we need to get you on <laughs> another time, uh, maybe in a, in a few months. Uh, we'll recap what, how the space is. Uh, yeah. It'd be amazing to to hear you again. Uh, Yali, yeah, anything to add?
0: No, I mean thank you. Your story is is incredible, and uh, I think you're gonna do great things. Really excited to see all that unfold over the next few years. I'll definitely be a part of that journey. Glad to have yeah. you as a friend, and you're an amazing human man
1: thank you yeah, yeah thanks guys and uh i mean we're all gonna do great things i'm sure like I, I i just can't feel it it's gonna be an insane fucking ride the next few years man so i'm yeah, looking nice forward to sharing time. that Absolutely. with all of you
2: and for the people that want to get involved um you can join our community like uh through discord you can find me on linkedin Yela, as well tony as well under tony nft um you can ask us any question on any channel so just get involved ask the questions you want to an- be answered we all have up to two years experience within the space so um, no, more yeah, no more excuses no more excuses and we're, we're re- really soaring to get to know you right we, we, we we'd love to onboard you in any way possible so uh, yeah reach out. reach out we'll see you soon
0: thank you everybody for listening and uh, it's over now. bye bye cheers